Today we have the first Wednesday of the month on the calendar, which means we have Pastors Rick Gibson and Ken Buckin in studio with us for God Talk. It's great to see both of you gentlemen. I I missed you last time, so uh, it's great to be back in the host chair for uh, today's show. How are you both doing today? Pretty good, thanks. Well, it's good to see you again. Yes. <laughs> it always is. Mm-hmm. So uh, who wants to lead our discussion today? Well, I was just uh, um, uh, a few thoughts that have been r- running around in, in my mind. And actually, our pre-conversation before coming on, on, on air kind of helps with, with that. Mm-hmm. It seems that uh, each of us have, have played ba- baseball in one way or another, whether refereeing or umpiring. Um, and I would think if we've played baseball, we've played lots of other sports. At least I have. Yeah. And uh, Jordan and I know that you've been involved with, with sports. Mm-hmm. And um, Ken, I figure you have been as, have. as, as well. Yeah. And the thought that's been running through my mind, mm-hmm. and, and maybe we can talk a bit, a bit about it, is isn't it funny how we play at our work and work at our play? Mm. Oh, yeah. Rather than um, we need to work at our work <laughs> and play at our play. Um, that's something that, that I really think has got out of hand. Um, when, when we think of, uh, um, when, at least when I was mm-hmm. growing up, when you, in, you, when you wanted to play a sport, you played for the love of the sport. And it didn't care whether you won or lost. You just enjoyed having fun. Now, where, where I want to go with all of this mm-hmm. is that God created us. And I think he created us to have fun. I believe that too. Um, yeah. And, and um, I, I, I don't <clears throat> think we have to live in fun all the time. But he did create us to have fun. He did want us to play at things and having, have fun doing it. Um, and uh, what happens when, when you're having fun or when, 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 when you're playing and having fun, you smile a lot. Um, and, and here's just a serendipity. How many smiles do you see in church? When the worship is going on, I don't know. I see the backs of people. Uh, the pastors okay. <laughs> are the ones staring at the faces. <laughs> Point well taken. Um, but I, I mean, I've been in serv- services where I know I've wanted mm-hmm. to fall asleep, and and I hope others have not fall fallen asleep. I, I can. I remember when when I first came to Yorkton. I was um, asked if I wanted to participate in uh, uh, a televised worship mm. service. And I said that I wanted to pray about it first, and I wanted to look at some other types of programming that had been done. And I was horrified when I looked at one of the programming tapes that, ha- that had been filmed in my church prior to my coming, and... I have to say that as well-intentioned as the pastor was, it was really boring. Um, and, and second, the cameraman decided to do some pan shots 
of the Kong congregation, and he actually found people who were sleeping <laughs> and yeah. zeroed in on them. And I thought, well, that brought laughter to a few faces. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. And, and I mean, it's, it's part of the reason why wherever I've spoken, I've tried not to be that boring kind of, of speaker. Um, I, I've, I've wanted to be um, in, intriguing. I want people to, to want to, to listen for fear they're going to miss something. I want people to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. I want them when service is over to tell me that it was not only a great message, but boy, church ended a lot sooner than what I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um, not it, what 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 I mean by that is they lost track of time. Yes, uh, not that they, they expected it to go <laughs> on till three o'clock in the afternoon, and here it is only two thirty. No, <clears throat> but but the aspect of of we need to learn how to enjoy life more. That's right. Um, and so if if we're working at work, that's a good thing. Um. But if we're um, not having fun at what we're doing, my son grew up with the, the thought, um, if, if, if work and play interfere with each other, quit work. That's what his philosophy was. <laughs> and in many ways, I think it is the same philosophy that he has now, but but what it led him to do was to eventually get into an employment that he enjoys doing. He's having fun at work, uh, but he's enjoying it. He's, he, he's, he's working at, at the skill of, of his profession, and he's improving it all the time. So he's working at his work, but he's enjoying it as, I, as well. I had a... Meeting, well, it wasn't a meeting. It was a, a chap that I knew quite a while ago, and uh, it was in Walmart, I think it was. And uh, he said, Ken, it's good to see you. I said, yes, likewise. And he said, I wish you were back. Into, you know, I was mm-hmm. doing some um, church ministry after I was retired, and they, had, they didn't have a minister mm-hmm. right then. I said, um, well, it's good to see you. He said, I wish you were back. I said, well, you have, you have a, a minister that comes in all the time. Yes, he said, Ken, but it's not the same. Hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not the same. I was um, kind of taken. Well, I knew that we had some good times and bad yeah. times in that parish. Although I was retired, it was into that. It makes you feel conflicted, though. Uh, yeah. what, is, what is it that you did that uh, maybe know. someone does a bit differently and it makes I, you kind of curious? I said, what was it? You said, I liked your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, and it's incorporating uh, that uh, yeah. atmosphere of uh, something engaging uh, and to that's, that's right. uh, make things lighthearted a lot of times. I know your stories often are able to do the job well as well, Pastor Rick. I I, um, I remember uh, listening to a presentation by Tony Cam- Campolo oh. many years ago, and uh, uh, he 
he came across with the impression of God must have had fun during the week of creation. Mm. Uh, it wasn't hard thinking for him. It, it, it was fun, and it, it brought a joy to him. It brought a smile to him. And, and, and he would say, um, hey, do you like that um, yeah. tulip that's over, 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 over there? So do I. Let's make another one. Boom! <laughs> there it is. Wow, look at that. Isn't that yeah, great? Right. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> as we, as, as God created things, it brought enjoyment to him. It brought fun Certainly. to him. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't hard for, for him. Um, and in our day and age, when more and more people are being weighed down by the stresses, of just life, oh mm-hmm. of everything that that is being forced upon us or take taken away from us, um, I think it's it's time that Christians um, start enjoying. Right. We we need to enjoy our world. Uh, so on days like today, get outside and enjoy it. Um, um, we need to enjoy what we do, um, whether it it be uh, a mom that is at 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 home or an, an individual who has gone out to a workplace. We need to enjoy it. We need to be. We we need to enjoy our times of worshiping together, and they should be times of enjoyment. Uh, I know. I've always enjoyed being amongst God's people. Um, that has always energized me. It's, it's rejuvenated me. Well, this, I'm sorry, but this chap said to me, I said, well, you have a minister now. He said, yes, we do, but it's not the same. I didn't pursue it at all. Mm. So, you know, it's, um, I guess it, it was a way that I, Came across to them. So. I had an individual in my congregation <clears throat> that uh, every week he would try to wangle out of me what the sermon was going to be all about. Yeah. He wanted to know the sermon before Sunday came around. And he would always take me out for tea and a donut every Saturday morning to wangle stuff out of me and to find out (laughs) what was going on in the congregation. And my response to him was always, well, you'll find out tomorrow. And if you want to know that information, well, then you talk to people in in the church and get the information directly from them, not through through me. But one day I decided to have a little bit of fun with with him, and uh, he wanted to know what what my sermon topic was going 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 to be, and I told him it was going to be the story about the about the seven ducks, and he went home and told told his wife, Pastor said it's going to be the story about the seven ducks, and he he struggled the whole time. And I had it printed in the bull bulletin. The sermon topic was the story of the seven ducks. <laughs> and uh, he, he, 
he always he and his wife always sat in the back corner of of the church so they were always within my my line of vision mm. so i told the story of Naaman and his lep- leprosy and how the the slave girl from Israel told him to go and see Elisha and Elisha told him to go down and to um, bathe himself in the Jordan River and you remember his his complaints that muddy river why would anyone even want to stick their toe in that river it's so muddy why couldn't it be one of the other clean rivers and then someone came up to him and said but Naaman if you had been asked to do something heroic, would you have done it? Done it? Yes. Well then, why don't you do something that's not heroic and see what would happen from it? So Naaman went down to the river and he went into the river and he went under with the first duck. And then he went under with the second duck. <laughs> and he went under with the third duck. And I'm watching my friend back in the corner and his wife. And I could just see the look of, <laughs> of horror and shock and comprehension. And finally, laughter <laughs> that, that came out. And you know what? I, I can almost guarantee they never forgot that message again. <laughs> um, it be because we can um, approach life in a way that it can be very serious or we can approach it in a way that we can get some jo- enjoyment out, out of it. And I mean, one, one of my goals as, as a pastor, and I'm not sure how well I exceeded at doing this every time, but my goal was not just to preach the message because unfortunately the reality is by the time people get up out out of their pew and head out the door of the church they have forgotten what the message was all about but to but to attempt to encapsulate the message in a way that when people leave they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be able to remember what we've talked about. They may not remember everything. I may not remember everything. Exactly. But I can at least try to put it together in such a way that people look forward right. to coming to yeah. worship yeah. and enjoy it. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, God created us that way. He didn't create us to be stress bearers. That's like the tap that I met. Right. Well, he said he missed your jokes, right? Yeah. And I'm sure it's not just uh, something as simple as a knock-knock joke that you would tell. Often story story right along with. Well, you don't have to go any further than what uh, Christ used for some of his examples of what the kingdom was like. Using parables and stories and well i know not many uh, of them were going to garner laughter from the people jesus told the stories to but at the same time it's something like if jesus just stood up and was reading uh scripture or just law after law after law of what people should behave uh well uh, chances are he doesn't have to worry about feeding five thousand maybe 
50 or 5. Uh, You get what I'm getting at. Just simply how uh, by being, I guess, creative in being able to get a message across. Christ knew it himself that this was a way that people could relate and remember oftentimes a scripture and moral from the parables uh, all the more and how much more easier it would be to send people off with a story. And many of those jokes, uh, as an example, or stories in either of your cases, uh, if that person can go on and share it, if you will, oh, well, where'd you hear that? Oh, church, believe it or not. Oh, really? It can incite some interesting conversations. A a little booklet which says, um, jokes that a minister could tell, or something like that. (gasps) There's a book. Yeah. Oh, you're revealing your secrets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But... uh, yeah. But I'm sure you'd find uh, people in the congregation just being a lot more engaged, though, oh, yeah. when you choose to use those kinds of – you alluded it beforehand. Yeah, it's just exactly. more engaging for uh, a listener and uh, with the knowledge ahead of time of the ducks wearing, how's it going to get there? How's it going to get there? Oh, boy, did you get there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, had, you, um, you had mentioned stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone has said that history is actually made up of two words. His story. Right. And that's what we as preachers are trying to convey, his story. Exactly. And we're perhaps trying to pattern it after the way Jesus Christ taught his disciples and followers, as with a story, contains more than a law or a statement. Yeah. Um, a story is easier to remember and take with you. Mm-hmm. A story has many layers to it. Uh, and so it's like when I tell my story of of survival through West Nile, I have people come up to me afterwards and thank me because it helped them with their story of cancer or their struggle with a relationship with somebody else. And I'm smiling and kind of scratching my head saying, I didn't say that. I wasn't going in that direction. But they took the story and then began to reapply that story in the context in which they live. Mm. And that's how Jesus taught. He said, a farmer went out to sow. (laughs) Well, they understood what a farmer did when he went out to sow. (laughs) Um, When he says, you don't take a new piece of material and and apply it to an old piece of material that has ripped. You don't put wine into old wineskins. You put it into new wineskins. He spoke in terms of the everyday story in in people's lives. And when they left his presence, I'm sure that they all went away saying, boy, there wasn't anything fantastic about what he said today. I'm sure people said that, 
But I am just as convinced that two, three, four days later, they were repeating it (laughs) because it was so simple and because it was so applicable to life. Right. And if so, I'm sure then they laughed at themselves, (laughs) saying, you know, I didn't think that was so great at the time, but now, wow. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about just even uh, the stories that Jesus told and parables as well. You alluded to how people will get different interpretations from different uh, versions of Scripture. And, well, that's what's so fascinating about being able to have those same messages sometimes repeat over a cycle of a couple of years. You'll get the same story, but... Uh, if uh, from a different uh, a pastor, for example, you you can get a different uh, interpretation depending on uh, the pastor that you're hearing a sermon from. If they choose to use uh, the scripture or base uh, an idea from it, uh, it's I, I'm often reminded of my my elementary school teacher. What was the author trying to say when they wrote about this? And you'd give your best reason and exclamation for or explanation for what you thought it meant. Well, okay, okay. I'm not going to give you full marks because that's not exactly right. I'm like, well, no, that's that's what I interpreted it as. How can you say it's <laughs> I, I, any less valuable than what I, you got out I of it? I always smile when they say, "Now, what was the author trying to say?" And I would and I would reply in terms like, "The author was saying a man went out to sow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think we tr- we try to read too much into it. We tried to overcomplicate it. We tried to make it say something when it was just a man went out to sow. Exactly. Um, And then the application of it becomes personal then. Mm. It's not not a cause and effect. It's not if you did A and B, then C has to happen. Mm. It is... A man went out to sow, and he spread his seed, and some fell, and now you're able to then make the personal application of it in your life. Whereas if Jesus said, well, if you did A, B, and C, then this is going to happen, that's, that's a little different than just telling the story. Because the disciples, remember, didn't fully understand the story. They had to come back and say, teacher, tell us what that was all about. And then when they understood what it was all about, then the applications, the personal um, using what God had, had said to them, they began to apply into their own lives. Mm. Um, And I think even though we see so many um, movies of the life of Christ where uh, Christ is always seemed to be so sullen and so quiet and so somber looking, um, although I did see one recently, I think it was the Gospel of of Matthew, um, the portrayal of Christ, and I loved it because most of the time, Christ was laughing and having a good time. And I think that's what Christ did. I don't think he was a, 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 I can't, the word I'm, I I keep wanting to come up with somber, but I'm sure there's other words. Some rump. Some laughter. 
Yeah. Yeah. You don't think he was a groom, right? Yeah. I think he had fun. Sure. I think he had fun. Oh, sure. Uh, and uh, I think he had fun. Hey, he turned water to wine that he was planning that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he had fun not just with the children. Yeah. Um, and I think he loved it because he, he said to his disciples, don't rebuke them. Let the children come unto me. He liked having fun with the children. But I think Jesus had liked having fun with adults too. Yeah. Mm. He liked to party. Um, I mean, I've, I've, we've talked about this before, that how whenever Jesus went into somebody's place and they were having a meal, Jesus became the host, exactly. whether, whether they wanted to or not. Jesus became the host. He became, can I say it, the life of the party. Yeah. Uh, and I think he loved it. Exactly. All right. And I think we need to do more of that in our lives. We need to... Well, and also, though, to add to that, rebuking those who, like, remember Martha, right? Who weren't uh, necessarily... Who work, 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 Exactly, work. and not taking it easy in that example. Yeah. As I said before, I think I mentioned it, but we were, our bishop came out, mm-hmm. and uh, he gathered, he had a, um, some people with him that were looking into things and came to the reserve, and he said, um, how does... How do um, you see Ken here? And uh, uh, one of the chaps said, "Oh, he's just like one of us." <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that was they it can they be a compliment, compliment, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think um, my my word for all of us today mm. is let's begin. Having fun with God in his creation. That's Mm. good. Excellent. We will leave it there then for today. It's all you ever wanted to know. And God Talk with Pastor Ken Buchan and Pastor Rick Gibson. I will be back in a couple of weeks' time with both of these gentlemen. Thanks so much for listening for today, though. Until next time, have yourself a wonderful day and be blessed.